right, welcome back, folks. Second hour is on here at the American Journal. You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. We're actually going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour, and we're going to start a Twitter space in the second hour. So uh, we'll do that here momentarily. We're going to continue on the topic of illegal immigrants uh, murdering Americans on a, on a regular basis. Well, murdering, raping, stealing, all sorts of other you know, wonderful benefits that these new Americans have brought to our country. Obviously, a lot of this is kicked off because of the murder of Lake and Riley, just the latest in a series of young women out jogging, being scooped up and murdered by people brought into our country by democratic policy. The Democrats are very concerned. They don't want you associating the murder with the person who did the murder. Not, I mean, obviously it's because they don't want you knowing about the failure of their policies. They don't want to point out the horrific, just, I mean, absolutely heartbreaking consequences of everything they do. But Donald Trump is rubbing it in their face. He came out with this ad, clip number eight, President Trump ad focused on Lake and Riley's murder. Let's watch. Following some breaking news out of Athens, Georgia, two colleges have canceled classes today as police look for a murderer. Lake and Riley was described as a shining light. Dean's List nursing student. Police arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. Ibarra crossed into Texas illegally back in September of 2022, then was released into the United States on parole. We're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border. We agree that uh, the border is secure. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. The border is closed. The border is secure. We have taken unprecedented action. Look, the border is not open. Fox News can now confirm that Jose Antonio Barra was busted last year in New York City. But ICE didn't even have time to put in a detainer on him because, hey, he was already back out on the streets. You're not safe in Joe Biden's America. Again, not politicizing a non-political event, but pointing out the consequences of political choices that are made. They don't want to talk about Lake and Riley. We don't have to. We got plenty of other examples. All these stories from today. All of these stories I found in the headlines today. Okay. Venezuelan migrant who entered U.S. illegally charged with raping teen girl in Virginia. He had been stopped and was released at the border five months ago and has now been charged with sexually assaulting a 14-year-old. That's Renzo Mendez Monte, uh, Mendoza Montez. Salvadorian illegal, ordered deported in 2022, has been arrested for the murder of a two-year-old in a Maryland sanctuary county. Uh, this person, I don't see his name, but uh, we can see his face. And isn't that, isn't that somebody you want to call neighbor? Honduran illegal, arrested for raping 14-year-old at knife point, stabbing man during robbery in Louisiana. An illegal immigrant from Honduras has been apprehended following multiple violent crimes in Louisiana this month. They announced the arrest of Angel Matias Castanelos Orellana, 19. He was arrested and charged with first-degree rape, armed robbery, aggravated battery, and aggravated assault in relation to two separate incidents. He, of course, was let into the country as well. Illegal alien arrested for rape in conservative Florida town. Uh, authorities announced this week the arrest of an illegal alien suspected of raping a woman at a hotel in Florida this week. It happened in Inglewood, a conservative town located in Charlotte County on the Gulf Coast. 
And just after 9 p.m., they received a woman a call from a woman who said she'd been raped. She was talking to a man before she inviting her uh, to her room for drinks. According to the victim, it was that, that that it was at that time the suspect pushed her onto bed and forced himself on her without a contraceptive. The suspect fled, uh, and he's now been arrested an illegal alien again led into the country on purpose ice arrest guatemalan illegal immigrant convicted of sexually assaulting a child in boston 34 year old guatemalan national was arrested in gloucester uh, mass on february 21st who'd been convicted of indecent assault and battery on a minor under 14 he had been released by the court despite conviction and enforcement removal operations having filed an immigration detainer so hey you know illegal immigrants uh, we got to deal with them and the uh, Dozens of murders and rapes they're committing. Small price to pay. Have I mentioned the tacos? Let's go back to why we're doing this. It's the food. We have products that'll change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. We have Nitric Boost, 40% off. We've been selling Nitric Boost for a couple of years. Never had it below 25 because there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. It's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off passing the savings on to you. Nitric Boost, you need to experience it, you need to take it. So, InfoWarsStore.com for Nitric Boost. And so many other great products as well, like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. to make it catchy but honestly the best argument for being a right winger these days is that it's normal is that everything we believe is just very normal everything we believe has just been normal for millennia literally and we oppose the wholesale completely purposeless abandonment of our oldest and most sacred traditions they can't explain exactly why we need to abandon these things other than that they are traditional and traditional might not be the right word because that that seems to that seems to impart the idea that the things that we're doing is because it's a tradition right traditions you sort of do even if you don't understand the meaning of it germans hide pickles on their christmas tree why it's a tradition I don't know. There's no reason to it. You just sort of do it. The things we're talking about aren't traditional in the sense that we do them because we just do them, and that's what we do, and it's a tradition. We do them because they have been proven over thousands of years of trial and error across billions of human beings to be the best possible way to do things. There's a reason that you have marriages that last for life. It's because it's the best possible way to raise children and to organize a society because what's happening now is marriage is becoming abandoned and sex is becoming like a weapon in the culture war is you have a very few number of men with a lot of girlfriends and a huge amount of men 
who have no hope of getting married ever. And it's a big problem because then you've got disunity and unbalance and chaos where it used to be that everybody would be planning and, and desiring to get married, you know, by the time they were in their late twenties. And so even if you were like, it just, it just worked better. Everybody was looking for a companion and they typically found one and would be happy and, and have children and raise those children in healthy families. It's because it works because these, we have these traditions because they are necessary for the flourishing of humanity itself. Another one of these things would be protecting your border. It was, it's not because of tradition. It's not like we don't understand why we protect the border. We protect the border. We should protect the border like every state in the history of states because it's the best way to manage your society. All of these things are just inherently good and necessary. If you want to change them, you know, you, there's wiggle room. You don't have to, you know, enforce marriage contracts by the state, right? Like it used to be in the 30s, you'd have people arrested for um, adultery. We don't have to go back that far. Maybe we should. Maybe there's something to that. We can look into it. But what's happening now is that there's just a total disintegration of all of these things, a total dismantling of these things on purpose by leftist activists for the sake of dismantling things. Again, it's sort of a form of projection where they go, you just do this because you're this is how you're used to doing it. You're not enlightened and free thinking. When in reality, it's like, no, this is just the best way to do things, actually. And it's been proven by a thousand years of human history or more. But when it comes to them, they do just have, they have no reason to dismantle these things. They have no reason to dismantle marriage or the concept of gender or borders or crime and punishment. Sure. Does the legal system need some reform? It probably does. Do we need to just get rid of the concept of justice? No, no, we don't. We just want to be normal. We just want things to be normal. And if it's not working correctly, we can make little changes, but you don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't just send your car to a, a crusher machine because the oil light is on. This is insane what you're doing. So again, I don't know how to, you know, we don't have the benefit of the leftists where they can dress up their cultural Marxism in like catchy catchphrases that convince people of things because that is their number one skill. That is their number one skill is taking extremely complicated, convoluted and intricate issues and just boiling it down to one phrase, saying that one phrase over and over and abolishing the possibility of further discussion. That's what they do. That's what they're very, very good at. So I don't know what our catchphrase needs to be, but just like we just want to be normal. We just want to be normal. We just want things to be normal. We want our government to be normal. We want to be able to work and get paid for that work and then use the money to buy food and just go about our business. This is all we want. That's all we've ever wanted. And this is obvious because as late as 10 years ago, everything that conservatives push was Really believed by everybody. It was it was believed by everybody. We can show you clips of uh, Barack Obama opposing gay marriage while he was running for re-election in 2012. I mean, that's that was normal. That was all normal back then. It was very normal to understand that marriage was an institution between a mother and a child, and everybody in America believed that. How we've gone so far off the reservation is because of deliberate propaganda forcing us in that direction. 
with very sophisticated psychological programming, taking advantage of our vulnerabilities as humans. So all of this is to say that when it comes to immigration, what we believe about immigration is not only not radical, it's not offensive, it's not racist, it's not any of the pejoratives that they want to fling at us. It is literally the baseline normal concept for all of human history up to and including the 2010s. But in this case, we'll go back to 1995. Look at clip number 10 here. Here's a speech Bill Clinton gave about illegal immigration. Oh, 20, 30 years ago. Let's watch. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. in the chamber standing up every single person agreeing with him completely because what he's saying is very normal very normal very logical very obvious how we've gotten so far off the reservation who's to say all i know is we got to get back we got to get back to some sense of normalcy how we dress that up to make it appealing in a democracy i, I don't know i don't know because it's not working it's not we're just pointing out the obvious is failing. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we go with this. But we got to do something. Now we're going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. We're going to open up a Twitter space in the second hour. So if you call in now, you, you won't be on hold very long. So we're only going to take calls for this hour. And then we'll clear the phone lines so people aren't sitting on hold while we go to spaces. So if you do want to call in, call in now. We'll take your call in this segment as well as the next two. 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now here on the American Journal. Now, talked a little bit about Israel at the beginning of the show, but let's get back into it, shall we? I know it's everyone's favorite topic the horror show going on in Gaza, as well as the surrounding cultural and, and political conflicts bubbling out from there. We'll go first uh, just to just show you how complicated this issue really is. Clip number five, here are Israeli activists in Israel in Tel Aviv gathering to protest their government's treatment of Gazans. It's, you know it's a sorry state. You know the world's in a sorry state when you've got 
Jewish Israelis being so horribly anti-Semitic. Let's go to clip number five. Uh, we're here uh, in a solidarity demonstration and a demonstration to tragically commemorate 30,000 casualties in Gaza. Generally, it's uh, out of sight and out of mind for many, many Israelis. Uh, there's a drastic process of dehumaniza dehumanization of uh, Palestinians, specifically in Gaza. I'm here to call for ceasefire and to the end of the bombings in, uh, in the Gaza Strip. Uh, I feel that there's nothing that justifies this uh, uh, vast killing of innocent people. Um, and I think it doesn't help anyone. It's not going to bring security to us, to the region. It's not going to bring the hostages back. It's just senseless killing, and soldiers are being killed as well, and we call for the end of all this madness. So here you go, protesters in Tel Aviv, and, and these protests have been going on since it began, which is why we don't uh, condemn everybody of an ethnicity or even of a nationality, because these are the people, like, I, I wish there were more of them, because this is, this is what we need. We need the Israeli people standing up and, and rejecting this for the sake of the people in Gaza, but also for their own sake as Israel's reputation overseas is being utterly decimated and, and continues to be after five months of this relentless and sickening attack. We, we, we need more people like that speaking up against what Israel's doing from within Israel, but they're working to make that illegal, by the way in Israel. And it's just bizarre, isn't it? That you've got like, who's for the war in Gaza and who's against it? The people against it are all the Western leaders of Western countries, every single leader of the global South, certainly China, Russia have spoken very strongly against it. Uh, America apparently is for it, but the American people are hugely against it. The vast majority of the American people don't want this to go on. Uh, American politicians seem very uncomfortable with this and are, are making more and more statements, dipping their dipping their toe in the water of opposing uh, Israel. So people are against it. All the Western, well, all the world leaders uh, everywhere outside of Israel, uh, most of the leaders within America, most of the American people, most of the people obviously in the region around Israel, and also a sizable portion of the Israeli populace, whereas the people that are in favor of the war are a little, little cabal that controls Israel. So it's them versus the world, and they're winning, apparently. It's very strange. And, of course, we've covered before the way that Benjamin Netanyahu, if he were to bend to the desire of everyone else in the world and stop the attack on Gaza, then his party, the Likud party, and the extremists that run it would probably oust him from office and no longer support him, which means... He would thereby be susceptible to prosecution for charges that are pending that, are, that aren't being brought because he is in office. So in order to stay in office, he's got to continue the war in Gaza to appease his uh, fellow Likud party members. So basically these Jewish religious extremists have the rest of the world held hostage as they carry out the attack in Gaza. It's quite a feat. It really is. Now there is a draft of an Israel-Hamas ceasefire deal, agreements on fighting hostage 
and prisoner release and on aid in Gaza are part of the terms two sides could sign up to. U.S. President Joe Biden said he hoped for a deal on a temporary ceasefire in Gaza and the hostage release could be reached by next Monday as negotiators for Israel and Hamas try to pin down terms of the draft agreement. The framework for a halt to fighting was drawn up in Paris in meetings from envoys from Qatar, the U.S., and Egypt, and it's now been presented to Hamas. It envisions a 40-day break in fighting during the Muslim holiday, uh, holy month of uh, Ramadan, which will start around to the 10th of March. Israeli hostages would be released in exchange for Palestinian prisoners and an increase of aid supplies to Gaza, as well as equipment and fuel to start rebuilding. Palestinian women, children, and elderly people will be allowed to return to the north of the Strip. One reason for Biden's optimism may have been Israel's reported agreement to release high-profile Palestinian prisoners convicted of major terrorism charges as part of the deal under a U.S. proposal. Fifteen of these prisoners would be exchanged for five female Israeli soldiers, the New York Times reported. These releases could face heavy, heavy scrutiny in Israel, but the Prime Minister Netanyahu is under heavy domestic pressure to do more to secure the release of hostages, which may nudge him towards a compromise. Hamas leaders, too, appear to be softening their stance. After a first ceasefire and hostage release deal collapsed at the start of December, the group has repeatedly said it would release the remaining hostages only as a part of a permanent truce. And there's some other issues with this deal. Uh, you know, basically, one of the main issues is that Israel, the demands Israel has made, and they basically said that they will not allow a Palestinian... They certainly will not allow a Palestinian state. They don't want a two-state solution, which seems like an obvious and, and necessary solution to this, that they're refusing. They've also said that, like, not only do they want to destroy Hamas, but they don't want to be replaced with anything. So Hamas is the elected government of Palestine, and if it's destroyed and, and kicked out, then you need some other institution to control it. But Israel's basically said, no, no, we'll control Gaza from now on. So that... It's probably not something that Hamas or any Palestinians will accept. So while the uh, ceasefire deal draft is moving forward, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Now, the U.S. is really stepping up its opposition, really putting its foot down here. U.S. wants Israel to sign a letter that it won't break international law with weapons use. Just, <laughs> you know, this headline, it kind of destroys the whole idea of international law, doesn't it? When you've got, <laughs> you've got to try to compel a country to sign a letter promising not to break the international law, what's the point of the law, I wonder? If it's international law that they're breaking, shouldn't that in and of itself necessitate punishment? I don't know. You would think that's what the international law is there for, but it's not working. So what would a letter do, I wonder? U.S. wants Israel to sign a letter it won't break international law with its weapon use. Because it has been. Because it has been for a while, it, it continuously and, and sort of habitually breaks international law by using white phosphorus or bombing healthcare centers or deliberately bombing children and, and women. I mean, they keep breaking the rules of our international rules-based order and nothing happens, meaning that the international rules-based order isn't actually a thing. It doesn't actually exist. Uh, but now we'll make them sign a letter. Well, that'll show them. That'll teach them not to break the law. Okay. The Biden administration gave Israel until mid-March to sign a letter provided by the U.S. on Tuesday that gives assurances that it will abide by international law while using U.S. weapons and allow humanitarian aid into Gaza, three U.S. and Israeli officials told Axios. 
to get them to sign a letter saying they'll stop breaking international law, i.e. committing war crimes. We're just, we're just begging them to sign a letter promising to try really hard not to commit brutal and horrific war crimes, killing tens of thousands of innocent civilians. Hmm. I wonder if they'll sign the letter. Now, people in Gaza and, and, and Palestine are, are not in favor of the newly announced potential ceasefire deal. Gaza ceasefire talks of imminent deal as psychological warfare, they say. With each passing day, the situation in Gaza Strip deteriorates farther at a humanitarian and political level. It's an open secret that negotiations between Hamas and the Israeli government have hit a deadlock, lacking momentum needed for a significant breakthrough since the conclusion of their last agreement. This impasse underscores the complex challenges faced by Hamas, which is classified as a terrorist organization in the UK and other countries, in securing its demands from Israel. Hamas often initiates operations that aim to bring Israel to the negotiating table in the hope that it, it could lead to concessions. This is partly because of the long-standing stalemate in Palestinian political arena, combined with the fluctuating stance of successive Israeli leaders towards Hamas's governance of Gaza. Propelled by concerns over the security, societal, and political costs of such exchanges, the law empowered judges to prevent the release of prisoners convicted of severe crimes. This shift came uh, amid internal debate over the Shalit exchange, which pitted security imperatives against the moral obligation to recover captives. Uh, so basically Hamas and, and Palestinians are uh, not so much in favor of a temporary ceasefire as uh, they're demanding uh, to not be kept as open-air prisoners in their own land forever anymore. So that might not work so well. Now we're going to talk about uh, anti-Semitism as you've got very, for me, concerning headlines like this from Jerusalem Post. Anti-Semitism must be criminalized before it's too late. Before it's too late, we've got to stop all this free speech taking place. We've got to stop people saying things before it's too late. Since the October 7th brutal and reprehensible massacre of Israeli and foreign civilians on the take, in the taking of hostages, the world is witnessing an unprecedented resurgence, resurgence of pure anti-Semitism. I think you've left out something that happened in between these two things. I know it's probably a mistake, uh, but, but there is a thing or two that have occurred between the October 7th attack, which everybody condemned and everybody found horrible. We all saw the videos and were horrified on the day it happened. So there was that, and then there was a rise in anti-Semitism. There's something that took place in between those things that is the ruthless and genocidal killing of tens of thousands of civilians in Gaza. Might want to take that into account. If it was me, I would. They say, tragically, from, the, from time immemorial, genocidal anti-Semitism has figured as a major reoccurring phenomenon. It has caused the brutal mass murder of millions of Jews and has generated death and suffering through massacres, pogroms, inquisitions, lynching, torture, enslavement, and property confiscation, to mention but a few of its evils. Since the October 7th, the brutal Hamas terrorist incursion into Israel and the reprehensible massacre, the world is witnessing an unprecedented and utterly dangerous resurgence of pure anti-Semitism. Which, as we know, legally, and at the request of the Zionist organizations, Zionism, anti-Zionism is to be considered anti-Semitism. And if you oppose the wholesale massacre of innocent civilians in Gaza... You're anti-Zionist. We have explained this, this chain of causality before. 
So why not acknowledge that? Why not go, hey, our actions are causing a lot of anti-Semitism around the world. Gee, our really abrasive and, and contemptible behavior in Gaza is causing a lot of people to not like all of us, even though some of us, most of us don't have anything to do with it. It's bad for everybody that this continue. That's not the concern. The concern is that people are, are talking about it and that they're denouncing it and that now the blame for it is being spread to Jews all over the world. I want to stop the killing of innocents. These people want to stop you talking about it. That's a big difference. We'll get into how this is being put into place because, by the way, he's not talking about being criminal. I mean, this is from the Jerusalem Post. He's not talking about condemning and criminalizing anti-Semitism in Jerusalem or Israel. He's talking about doing it everywhere else, places like Europe and America. And that's happening. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, Bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. There's a big awakening happening, but people aren't getting how bad it is. Here's a Bongino getting into some of the document, and then he goes into other parts. The full thing, he said he's going to release more of it. We're trying to get him on the show. He sure as hell should come on. He's got these documents. But they talk about bumping me, bumping Trump, bumping Roger. Bumping means from literally bumping somebody with your shoulder to killing somebody. But the term is used in law enforcement when mafia basically starts intimidating or harassing people up to the point of killing. It means terrorizing people. Here it is. Folks, I've never shown you this before. And I debated showing it to you now. My list is more than 26 names. I'm obviously not going to tell you who I got this from, but the list of people to bump and target with, you know, Russian interaction and 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 spying, put it on the screen. I've never shown you this before. This is from my source. Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Ben Carson. Some of the names are not spell right. It's for a reason I can't describe. I'll, I'll maybe go into it at a different time. Don Trump Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Lara Trump. Melania, Jared Kushner, Jason Miller, Dave Bossy, Sam Clovis, Paul Manafort, Jason Johnson, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, Alice Stewart, Victoria Coates, Christopher Bourne, Jason Osborne, Chris Christie, Don McGahn, Michael Cohen, Spohron, Michael Flynn, Alexander Jones, Jeff Sessions, Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone. You think you're living in a safe country when that's going on? It's the same reason everybody's leaving New York, because now they're going to grab everybody's property. These people are 100% evil.
in 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina, it also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Right, welcome back, folks. We'll go out to your phone calls shortly. As we, as we are a free speech outlet, understanding the principle of free speech and appreciating that the discomfort one might feel at having to hear something they disagree with or even to be criticized personally or as part of a large group is a very small price to pay for the freedom of having a vibrant, open, and expansive marketplace of ideas where nobody is afraid to express anything, even if it's wrong, has to be discussed to figure out whether it's wrong, to get to the best idea you might have to go through some bad ones first. We recognize the principle of free speech is not to be violated even and almost especially when it offends groups in power. That's the point of it. We seem to have lost that understanding in this country and around the world, whether they ever had it or not. But we continue to promote it and understand it and fully embrace it that while we can rail and argue against and you know f fight against some of the more despicable things being said in America today, specifically about white people or Christians or, or boys, like all these things are, are awful. But we understand what is significantly more awful is having the government decide what is and is not acceptable speech. That's beyond the pale. So we'll fight against, we'll mock and argue and discredit the ideas that we disagree with, but we won't surrender our freedom to avoid the annoying people saying the dumb things. It's our responsibility to push this forward because we are rapidly and increasingly losing this capability here in the West, the only place it exists. Here in America, the only place it's been built into our constitution and codified in law, but elsewhere in the Western world where it's still, despite being more restrictive than America, it's still the concept of free speech forms a basis and a foundational principle of the way our countries work. This is all at risk. And one of the 
biggest threats to it come under the guise of fighting anti-Semitism. Jerusalem Post, again, has this article, anti-Semitism must be criminalized before it's too late. Long story short, this article is advocating an international body and collection of organizations and governments working together to silence any criticism of the Jewish people, their behavior, their actions, again, individually or as a group. It doesn't matter. They want you tried and punished for your opposition. Now, as a Christian and as an American, as as somebody who appreciates and utilizes my free speech to oppose things like genocide happening in Gaza, uh, I am against this completely and would also be horrified and outraged if there was a church with this type of power to actually suggest this and have some possibility of it coming to fruition. As we've discussed on the show before, if you've got the state arresting and charging people for expressing opposition to a religious group or religious idea, that's a blasphemy law. That means you live in a government run by a religion. It means your, your government is serving the religion as an enforcement arm. It means you live in a theocracy. So they want a global theocracy under which criticism of Jewish individuals, their actions, or the religion itself is punishable by law that will supersede even national laws and restrictions like the First Amendment. So they say, in addition to the present outbreak of anti-Semitism, encompasses large groups of incited Muslims and other citizens residing in North America and European towns and cities, as well as regular citizens, influenced and incited by hateful social media campaign. So that's not true. It's from the videos that we're seeing from Gaza. It's the things that are happening that are outraging people, not a mind control campaign taking place. It's just the natural reaction to horrible um, behavior. But they go on to say, you know, these, these people that are anti-Semites now because of what Israel's doing uh, to Gaza, they've been swayed by a massive propaganda campaign. Well, it's one you've produced then. I mean, if Israel is being confronted with a massive propaganda campaign, stop giving them things to talk about, okay? However, they say the international community as a whole has never considered criminalizing anti-Semitism in a manner similar, similar to the criminalization of other odious phenomenon, such as genocide, racial discrimination, piracy, hostage-taking, crimes against humanity, war crimes, and terrorism. Well, I think the reason is because outside of racial discrimination, all of these things are horrible crimes with victims. This is when you kill people or mostly kill people or steal things or dominate things. So these are actual crimes. That's why they've been criminalized. Being anti-Semitic is not a crime, which is why it hasn't. Hope I cleared that up for you. The international community, it goes on to say, has recently become open to the concept of extending universal criminal jurisdiction. But let's just be clear. He is literally associating being anti-Jewish with genocide and war crimes. That's insane. That's completely insane. Just so we're clear. 
The international community has recently become open to the concept of extending universal criminal, criminal jurisdiction in order to counter impunity through the establishment of temporary international criminal tribunals to deal with the atrocities committed in specific regional conflicts. So kind of like how we had the Nuremberg trials. They want that, but for people who question Israel, I guess. What they're calling for is a uh, international community and Jewish communities to draft an international convention on the prevention and punishment of the crime of anti-Semitism for adoption by the United Nations. The premise of this convention is that any manifestation of anti-Semitism that involves, results in, or is intended to result in violence should be universally criminalized and its perpetrators tried and punished. The crime of anti-Semitism, the crime of disagreeing with Jews. That's all it is, really, at the end of the day. That's the claims they make. You say, hey, this is George Soros guy, sure is a scumbag. That's anti-Semitism. So that'll be a crime under this rule, and it'll be uh, uh, administrated punishment for this crime by the UN or by an international uh, criminal organization uh, court of some sort that will supersede the powers of states to protect their citizens. States would be required to criminalize anti-Semitism in their own domestic legislation and to cooperate and exchange information on perpetrators on action taken to prosecute and extradite them. The draft calls for the formation of national and international education programs to combat anti-Semitism, as well as the establishment of an international anti-Semitism monitoring forum for coordinating actions by states and international organizations. So they're literally calling for an international you know, court administered by the UN, but also demanding actions from national governments to silence any opposition to the nation state of Israel or individual uh, Jewish people. Basically, Jewish people will be an unquestionable class, a caste above the rest of us that should they do something like kill a bunch of children to criticize or question that will be considered equal to and deserving of punishment, just like a war crime or genocide or piracy, apparently. Meanwhile, U.S. is leading global alliance to counter foreign government disinformation, so the infrastructure to carry this out is already being built by the U.S., the U.K., Canada coming together, a coalition of democracies uh, being uh, formed to protect their societies from disinformation campaigns, so this will be the infrastructure that will turn into the enforcement mechanism for making criticism of Jews illegal. Uh, and, of course, we've covered yesterday the Canadian law that says hate speech, i.e. anti-Semitism, in and of itself will be charged as a hate crime and could result in a life imprisonment. So what they're working on is internationally a total, absolute destruction of free speech in totality, placing Jewish people above everybody else, and if I had to guess, the, the major outcome of that article will be, if anything, an increase in anti-Semitism. So well done. Working at InfoWars is a very demanding job, and hosting a three-hour talk show is very demanding as well. And I've got two sources for energy and focus, both available at InfoWarsStore.com. In fact, I never go on air without them at my desk, Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. So I take it maybe 30 minutes, an hour before the show. I've got plenty of energy to get ready, go through all the news, work with the crew to have all the elements ready to go. Turbo Force Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. And then I've got extra energy even beyond that. If I want to do interviews late into the night or help edit videos,
come up with names and titles for the segments, I always go to Turbo Force Plus. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some Turbo Force Plus, take advantage of this sale while supplies last. Just one more thing. Never do I go on air without my Brain Force Plus as well for mental clarity, mental focus, mental energy. Also available at InfoWarsStore.com. If you've got a big presentation at work, a big exam coming up, go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some Turbo Force Plus and some Brain Force Plus, and you'll support the InfoWar in the process. Turbo Force Plus, Brain Force Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsStore.com. We have next-level foundational energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took next-level foundational energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now, and in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the, it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. When it comes to regaining energy, convenience is key. Sure, coffee, candy, and other highly sugar-filled products can give us a short boost, but the crash is always the strongest downside. That's why our team of scientists worked with the InfoWars crew to create a powerhouse mixable energy formula. Having TurboForce Plus at work, home, in the car, or in your bag is the ultimate answer to a sluggish day. last segment but I, I really felt like that story needed to be told uh, so now we go directly out to your calls gerald in north carolina i uh, have some breaking news i haven't seen reported anywhere uh, gerald you're on the air thanks for calling in what's going on here oh hey harrison yeah it just broke on uh, i saw it on fox that biden is making an unannounced trip to walter reed it says for his annual physical but we all know from a few years back when he first became president, he said, hey, I'll just get to the end here and fake an illness and then hand it off to Kamala. 
So with everything that. that we've been speculating, this looks like this may be the moment where he's ready to, you know, finally say, oh, gosh, guys, I just can't go on. Move over to Kamala. And then, ah, sorry, dude, I'm out of breath because we've, we've been talking about this for so while. So it's kind of like here, here it goes, you know. Um, and then I want to add this. What, what sparked in my mind was uh, all the deaths of, I guess you could call them bad guys that mm-hmm. we've had. So we just had Jacob Rothschild dead. Right before that, we had Kissinger die. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Charles went in for prostate surgery, as did Lloyd Austin, who we still haven't heard from. Mm-hmm. Um, George Soros transferred the power over to Alexander. Uh, Queen Elizabeth died just prior to that. And then, you know, I could name 100 famous people that have been dropping dead. So a lot of weird stuff going on. I just wanted to shoot that out there to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we hadn't seen this. So here's a story from Fox News. Biden revealed Wednesday he's making an unannounced trip to Walter Reed, a national medical center for a physical exam. He's undergone yearly physical examination since the beginning of his turn in line with every other commander in chief. The hospital is used by all presidents for routine medical care and examinations located in Bethesda, Maryland. Earlier this month, said that his physician does not believe a cognitive test is necessary. She said O'Connor believes Biden proves his cognitive ability every day and how he operates and how he thinks. Well, ironically, very true. Very true. So what's, what's disconnecting here, what's not lining up for me, is why a yearly physical would be unannounced or unplanned. That seems to right. contradict the idea of a yearly planned yeah. physical. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on this. Thank you very much uh, for that update, Gerald. Yeah, just broke minutes ago, so we'll keep an eye on it. Let's go to uh, Jennifer in Georgia now, uh, illegal murderer uh, that we covered the other day and, and again touched on uh, this morning. Thanks for calling in, Jennifer. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Howdy. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that I live in the metro Atlanta area. I live about 20 minutes from Athens. Um, I go there often just for necessities, but I follow um, local police report and mugshot uh, pages on Facebook where I saw that they arrested the brother of the murderer in the Lakin case. Um, His name is Diego Ibera. I might be mispronouncing that. But, uh, yeah, he was just arrested as well for having fraudulent uh, green cards. And, you know, I mean, it's a little, I can get a little black pill sometimes, especially when I'm reading the police report, because toward the end, it says the case is being investigated by Homeland Security with critical assistance from FBI, GBI, Athens, Clark County Police Department, University of Georgia Police Department, and Clark County Sheriff's Office. And when I think about all these people coming together to try to investigate the crimes, you know, I, I, I almost feel like nothing is really going to be done. But I will say, as liberal as Athens is, um, it kind of brings me hope that people are starting to wake up to what's going on because everyone in the comment section, except for maybe like two ignorant people, are blaming Biden. And that just warms my heart, as crazy as that may sound, you know, because it's like everyone sees what's going on. So it's I really hope they do something with these guys, and and I hope that they do something about obviously the the migration issue as a whole because it's really not migration; it's it's an invasion. 
and it's just it's getting out of control. Like, yeah. no, it's, I feel it, for the families who are being victimized by them. Hundred percent, absolutely. They're victims of their own government, and yeah, as you point out, it's like you've got nine different police, you know, outlets going after this guy and his brother, right? A whole f- family of uh, criminals there. And you just think about all the resources and all the time and all the money and all the other crimes that could be looked into, all of the backlogs of, you know, rape kits that don't ever get tested and, and crimes that have to be, you know, criminals have to be let out because, uh, you know, they have to strike a plea deal because they're trying to clear the backlog of all that. It's like we, and, and what people say, the only real argument that the left has to this is like, you can't blame illegal immigrants because Americans commit crimes too. And it's like, yeah, but that's Americans. You don't need to bring in more criminals to take up more resources, distracting and depriving police departments of putting those resources towards dealing with the criminals that we have. So not only are you importing extra criminals, all that means is the resources that would go to catch American criminals is being diverted and wasted dealing with the problem that shouldn't be here in the first place should never have been allowed to happen ever. Thank you for that call, Jennifer. I do pray that people can wake up at some point, and I hope it doesn't take their family members being raped or murdered for them to wake up. Hopefully they can have some empathy for the people that do have to suffer through that sort of stuff. Let's go down to Tony in Texas. Tony in Texas has an idea of how to uh, guard the border. Thanks for calling in. Tony, you're on the air. Yeah, I've been doing some research on the effect of banana beer on chimpanzees. And what I found out is when chimpanzees get their little monkey hands on banana beer, they get throat off, break really bad on you, and they monkey stomp the snot out of everything, right? So I got a plan. We, we line these uh, chimpanzees all the way up and down the border, load them up on banana beer. So when the illegals come down to the border and they're looking across the river and they see a bunch of chimpanzees jumping up and down drinking banana beer, well, the illegals are thinking to themselves, there ain't nothing in America worth getting monkey stomped over, and they'll turn around and go home. And believe me, that would work because you do not ever want to be monkey stomped. I think it's brilliant. I think if you can make it through the gauntlet of drunken chimpanzees, you deserve to be an American citizen. I think that's a great test. If you can take on the gauntlet of the drunken monkey warriors, uh, that's the way you earn your your citizenship. I say skip the line, uh, give them give them the green card, stamp a monkey face on it, just so they know that you have uh, proven your worth before getting here. Drunken monkeys, maybe throwing some alligators in there. We can get some well, hippos on the border as well. I'm, I'm loving it, Tony. It's, I think this is brilliant. Well, you know, you know, no, no alligators. Here's what we need to do is we need to change the uh, uh, Rio Grande to the new Nile. Throw some crocodiles in there because, mm. see, alligators are just giant weenies compared to a crocodile. <laughs> I've swam with alligators, but you ain't going to swim with no crocodile, Jack. All right, my my mistake. We need Egyptian cro- Nile crocodiles and uh, drunken chimpanzees. Look, exactly. It's better than whatever we're doing now. I'll tell you that. Uh, thank you very, thank you very much for the call, Tony. That was a uh, a breath of fresh air. Uh, let's go quickly to uh, Clown Car. Clown Car is in New York at a Gaza protest in City Hall. Clown Car, thanks for calling in. You're on the air. What's the uh, atmosphere like there at the uh, Gaza? protest at city hall in new york well harrison it's looking a little wild you know you got a bunch of these uh remember those shirts that they wore when they did the insurrection the the gaza what does it say uh free gaza and stuff on the shirt ceasefire 
Yeah, they're all out here in front of City Hall uh, causing a ruckus, causing traffic, the triple parking cars, nobody can drive. So they basically, you know, shut down the city at this point. Well, what's the... Uh... What's what's the composition? Is this a is this a bunch of Palestinians protesting? College students, uh, leftists, liberals, right wingers? Who, who's at the Gaza protest? As far as you can tell, between the the goblins, the purple pink hair, the, you got everybody. You got a, a, a plethora of uh, of colors and and probably race and creed. But most likely, I think what we need to do is uh, worry about America. Okay, mm. stop worrying about every other country. Stop making it a, a, a focal point. Let's worry about what's going on in this country now. And I got to salute BS Assassin, my brother Joe. You get two every day. Matt, Vinny, John, whoever you call it as, you're killing it, brother. Well, thank you for that, uh, clown car. Uh, stay safe in the goblin <laughs> with the goblin protest. <laughs> There's a horde of goblins at City Hall in New York City right now. Uh, folks, we're going to go to commercial break here. We're going to take a few more of your calls on the other side since I didn't go to them earlier so we'll go to your calls uh, for the first five minutes maybe into the second segment we're going to start the twitter spaces and bring people on from then we still have a lot of other topics to get to that that i haven't even touched on yet including things uh having to do with ai and we'll we'll talk about what google is doing to combat its 70 billion dollar collapse on the stock market as a result of its deliberate policy of white erasure with the uh, Gemini AI. I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. It's the only way that we can support ourselves, that we are supported. Water filters, air filters, bodies, 40% off. Nitric Boost, 40% off. Turbo Force, Winter Sun Plus, all of those 40% off and selling out fast. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. Keep yourself healthy. It's a th- true 360 win. InfoWarsStore.com. We will continue to fight the globalists with everything we've got. All that we ask is that you support our mission and buy war bonds in the fight for humanity. In the year 2024, the once great city of New York has become the most corrupt, liberal-infested hellhole in the entire country. Radical Democrat policies have created the most deteriorated and lawless zone in the nation. Riots, violent crime, drug proliferation, and a surge of illegal migrants flood the city streets. This issue will destroy New York City. Meanwhile, George Soros-backed prosecutors wage a war on law and order. Today, justice has been served. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. Reshaping the city into a stronghold of communist control. She's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. The rules are simple. Join the deep state or face extinction. Attention, you are now entering the debarkation area. No talking, no smoking. Follow the orange line to the processing area. The next scheduled departure to the prison is in two hours. You now have the option to terminate and be cremated on the premises. If you elect this option, notify the duty sergeant in your processing area. What's happening now? InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. America has been captured. We have an occupied government. Any loyal American who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick, get right with God, and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system. The system is here to destroy us. Complying with it will get you killed. 
period. 